Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Stig Shapiro. I was voted with Andy Spring third place to out of the year. Sandra Golden. I walk in there and I'm like, I have a rock. And this is it. Rusty Menzel. That's a mama loves you game. That's the only people watching that is your mom. And Drew Butler. When I grow up, I want to be Mike Bell. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning. Welcome into Steakhouse here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mark Zenoway for Steak Shapiro alongside the queen herself, Her Royal Highness of Sports Radio, Sandra Golden. Good morning, Marky Mark. Good morning. The bitter meter for you this morning. Where are you? One or ten, bitter? Zero. Zero. All right, where, how about? would you define your mood this morning? My, my mood is fine. That uh, that young gentleman over there likes to uh, cast aspersions on me okay. that are incorrect. So you feel good. You're ready for Christmas. Feel wonderful. We discuss I, wrapping I, presents. I, I am ready. I'm ready for Christmas. The quality of my wrapping sucks. Yeah. I'm an awful gift wrapper. I'm, I'm sitting there wrapping gifts last night, and, I, and I'm like, I'm terrible at this. Like, I should pay somebody to do this. You should. You know, that's that's a job for people that you can Yeah, I get them. it, but it just seems like something that's stupid to pay for because I can do it. I'm just not good at it. Right. I don't think a lot of men are, but Bo, our wonderful um, board op associate producer, chimed right in and said how good he was at rapping. Uh, he does the curly cues. He does it all. I am a C-minus rapper on my best day. Wow. And that includes the other kind of rapping. Rapping. Gotcha. Yeah. Me I, and Slim Shady. Yeah. That kind of rapping. Well, I think you're doing a great job. You're all ready, and you, um, your twins aren't listening, are they? No, they're not. Uh, and and I did find out in doing all the rapping that I'm a gift short because the problem is when you have twins and they're eight years old, yeah. they have to open the same number of boxes. Right. It doesn't have to be the same thing. They have to open the same number of boxes, and I have an odd number. And now I have to go back to the store to find something because it's too late to do shipping. Do you have any idea what it'll be? No clue. Do you have any idea what store you'll go to? Uh, no, I mean, look, it could be CVS at this point in time if I see something that enough to put in a box and wrap, so. I gotcha. So it's just got to be equal parts. We started talking about sports jerseys this morning and, uh, what, you know, the Atlanta United schedule came out and that Mm -hmm. messy jersey and the last sports jersey you probably bought and who's it for? I put it on Twitter. I'm just curious because you and, uh, Squidbilly are convinced a lot of women buy sports jerseys. They are. I think there's more of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think now more wear or for gifts? Probably both. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of women sports fans out there. Um, oh, and there are? Yeah, there are, yeah. Sandra, even though you were the first. <laughs> I wasn't even, no, no. <laughs> um, no, but I, it's one of those things where, you know, look, Aaron Andrews made a whole clothing line yeah. for women yeah. that's, you know, sports related. And again, I, I, if you're talking about specific jersey as opposed to a T-shirt or something with a logo on it, to me it's just merchandise, right? It's all the same. Um, right. So I'm not necessarily hung up on the idea that it's a jersey, but they make those cute little T-shirts for the women mm-hmm. and the V-neck, and uh, you know I'm stylish. I'm in. I'm into this. I know what's going on. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> we were um, talking about the you bought your son's jerseys. Though. Yeah, yeah. I got him Juan Soto jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do they have numbers on them? Or are they all oh. 22? Yep. So um, sorry, Atlanta. My kids are Yankee fans. Uh, just you know, birthright. It's the way they were yeah. raised. Um, but yeah, so I, I got them th- those for them uh, this year, and it was uh, again. You know what else I didn't do in wrapping? I didn't put any tissue paper in the box. 
That's okay. I just slap the slap the jersey in the box, close the box, wrap it up. That's it. Eight year olds don't care. That's what so I said. Of course. So I said to a friend of mine, yeah. like, you need petition paper. I'm like, no, they yeah. don't care. Yeah. It's just more stuff for me to throw away. Did you allow? Is it all Santa Claus on Saturday morning? I mean, on Christmas morning, or do you let them do it Christmas Eve? How's that work? I don't. Uh, Typically, there was like one gift on Christmas Eve, and then everything else was Christmas morning. Nice. That was kind yeah. of the the way the way we did it, the way I. It's just like what you do as a kid is what you. I, uh, we only do to know your what kids. you know. Right. That's right. So that's you the way I know. did it, and you know, some people do a big Christmas Eve and a small Christmas morning, but yeah, uh, we 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 are heading to the airport early on Christmas morning. So that's nice, and we'll be at the airport tomorrow. Yeah, so come visit us if you're uh, out and about. You know what I always love at the airport when you have just a ton of free time. I'm just gonna say. Can I? <laughs> I don't. I don't know either. I, I. Yeah. I was on a flight a month ago, and and I'm fortunate enough to be TSA pre because uh, of my military. So. Um, oh, do you get that automatic? Yeah. Oh, they you gotta, should you gotta, do. You got to go and sign up for it, and you get it automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I heard a TSA agent say the best piece of advice I've ever heard anybody say in the airport because he was telling people get your ID out, you know, make sure you're ready, and he said. Act like the person behind you is in a major rush. Oh, thought, that is good advice. That is the best piece of advice I've ever heard anybody give in an airport. Right. If we all acted like the person behind us was in a major rush and you wanted to be kind enough to aid them on their way, everything would go that much faster. Yeah, that's good advice. Yes. Great just advice. bring your patience and a deep breath. So if you're out and about tomorrow and you want to come say hi, I guess we are when you come up the escalator to go to baggage claim. We'll yeah. be right there. So we'll come be right there. Drop off us. a cup of coffee or something and uh, be great. get you ready for the old Chick fil A breakfast sandwich would be fantastic. Folks. Oh, wow. Asking for food. I enjoy that. I- uh, <laughs> nine at nine. Let's go. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. 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 On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Georgia lands the number one recruiting class in the country. Is that good? Very, very, very good. I mean, um, are you surprised? (laughs) I'm not surprised. And what it was a a slam dunk when they were able to flip K.J. Bolden from FSU, who was the number one safety uh, in the country. He's a super stud out of Buford. We'll get more into that with Rusty. Georgia Tech, congratulations. 31 kids they added. And uh, they were able to keep their guys in-house that they had already. They are ranked 34th. And that is a big win for them. The Gasparilla Bowl is tomorrow night. So I'm just pulling yes. for Brinke and them. Uh, very much so. Uh, I will be placing a small nominal wager on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets tomorrow What's plus the, the points. Four and a half. They're favored or not? No, favored? they're dog. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, but motivation in this matters. Yes. You know, like Rusty was talking about yesterday about, you know, seeing all those kids and everything and how, how pumped they are to be playing this game and everything else. We won a bowl game since, what, 2018? Right. Not only was it 2018, I thought it was longer than that. Brent Key, I heard him speaking yesterday about there's two types of kids, the ones that can't wait to play and don't want to play their last game, and then there's the other kind that's wanted to get the season over, and he said, I got a room full that are dying to go. So I, th- I like that. Let's go Jackets. Yeah, by the way, how are you feel about losing that KJ kid from Florida State to Georgia? Um, I, I was bummed. But I get it, and and the, this this kid KJ Bolden is very impressive. Been on the campus at Georgia 20, 30 times, and you should only go where you want to go. Like in FSU, in terms of if he didn't want to be there 100 percent, next, you know, they're they are very they they finished ninth. Florida State did. Mm-hmm. Things are fine down in Tallahassee. And, and and then guess what? 
If you don't want to be there in nine months, you get to go to the transfer portal and leave again. <laughs> exactly, which we'll Pay see. Pay that man his money. Yeah, that too. Now, I have decided I'm not speaking to Rusty Mansell over it, if you're going to ask for that. I no, I, 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 I just sent him a text. I go, well, we used to be friends, and you were part of this flipping stuff, which he's not. You know, I'm just kidding. I just, I, I, what happens on the internet on signing day when grown a, people decide to go after teenagers. Kids, yeah. It's not okay. It's it's terrible, and you need to get a life. Get out of your basement. Put the computer down is what I have to say about that. And if, you're, if you're, your emotional stability and happiness is tied to the outcome of a football team or a football game, then you probably need to do a little social yeah, It's just well. not nice. How about that? Hawks win. Beat the Rockets 134-127. Impressive. Houston had won 11 straight home, uh, excuse me, yep. home games. Yep. And that's so, second most points they gave up at home all year long. This is a, a defense, a Rockets defense that averaged giving up 97 points a game at home. Right. And the Hawks smoked them. Uh, 134-127. Trey, 30 and 14 assists. DeJounte uh, had 21. And I asked you, did you by any chance bet the over on Joel Embiid? Because nope. he has another 51 last night. He has scored 40 or more in four of his last five games. Is that good? My goodness gracious. Thursday night football. Saints are at the Rams. These are two teams that I think are just genuinely fraudulent. Like, they're nowhere near as good as their record suggests. Uh, but the loser of this game probably is looking at uh, going home early when it comes to the playoff picture. Like, you know, you're 7-7 seven and 7-7. Seven and seven Both and are 7-7. Seven seven. Seven. Yeah, I mean... You lose this game, you got two left, you probably are not going to recover because right. you're going to need too much help. So a, a very much a high-level, you know, high-impact game here between these two teams. Okay. And you told me the line is? Uh, Rams minus four. I mean, how can you – like, the Saints feels like the right side, but how can you bet on an offense that can't find the end zone with a roadmap and a flashlight? Ooh, are you talking about the Falcons or the Saints? I, I, I need you to change your attitude. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the Falcons. Okay. You, you, uh, you better, you speaking better of the Falcons. Unveiled shots at my boy there. Who's your boy? Arthur Smith. Oh, my God. This I, I don't know where this is coming from, but your blind loyalty is It's adorable. not blind loyalty. I have a lot of data points. Okay. A lot of data Can't points. Can't wait to hear them. Mina Kimes, you guys, 50 seconds of sound from Mina Kimes yesterday on our podcast, who is spot on, in my opinion. That's coming up at 920. Falcons are favored on Sunday at home by a point and a half <laughs> as the Taylor Heineke uh, regime takes over again, at least for the next three, we think. Okay. The Atlanta United schedule is out. Mike Conti joins us at 1020 to kind of break down all the good, the bad, and the ugly. I will tell you that Miami comes in September the 18th, 2024. Lionel Messi there or not, we'll see. But that's obviously what you're going to be pointing to. And what I will now do from here until February is 53 yeah. days until Brave Spring Training. There you, you go. got the countdown going on? I do. Something I... Totally want to be looking you, for. You are, you are to. genuinely disappointed and, and distraught about the state of the Atlanta Falcons right now. Oh, yeah. It's completely been a disappointing year. Awful. Yeah. Again, I, I want I want you to go back and I want I want you to go listen to yourself in the middle of August and what you said mm -hmm. and then go compare it to now. Mm -hmm. And you would find my guess is you would find because you're a smart woman. A lot of the things you said about what you thought they were going to be are probably pretty ac accurate about where they are because your expectations back then were much closer to and less emotional to what is reality. Okay, I don't know what you're trying to say right there, but all <laughs> I did was I sat with uh, the Falcons at training camp. Mm. I was all ready to buy a Bijan. He's the greatest thing since yeah. sliced bread. 
And, oh, we have Drake and we have Cordero Patterson back there, Kyle Pitts. You're not going to know who to defend. We're going to outscore everybody in the NFL. We're going to the Super Bowl. So I don't know what you're talking about because that's, that, that's what I bought into on the August so. Nobody, nobody's been that dismissive of anything I said since my ex-wife. So there you go. Oh, we're starting <laughs> off on a good foot. <laughs> that was great. You're just like, I have no idea what you just said. I don't yeah, care. I don't know. This I is what believe, I think. I don't believe into all that. I just think I'm a Falcons fan 101. I was looking forward to a great year. And by a great year, maybe a possible winning season. I don't know. Making the playoffs in the worst division. None of you that. You didn't know okay. it was going to be the worst division in August. That's my point. No, we did know. No, you didn't. Yes. No, oh. you didn't. Oh, my God. We all thought the AFC South was going to be the worst division because the Colts were supposed to be terrible. The Texans were going to be terrible. The, uh, the the Titans were going to be terrible. And the Jaguars are going to run away with that division. That's what everybody said in August. So, we didn't know this division was going to be this bad. And that's my problem with fans. But we're going to hear Mina Kimes up next uh, as well as more of this bludgeoning. And Desmond Ritter did speak yesterday. He did. Lowry and, Brand, and oh, Bridge by the way, he, owns it all, so. he said something that I did not ever expect to hear yeah, a grown man no, say. I, I, yeah. We'll do that next. Alongside Sandra Gold and Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro. It's a Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now back to more of the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the Steakhouse here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 9290game.com, the Odyssey app, all the good stuff. Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro, alongside the Queen herself, Sandra Golden. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Rusty Manziel going to join us coming up here to wrap up signing day in about oh, 15 plus minutes or so. Stay tuned for that. Uh, also, next hour, we'll belly up to the bar. Mike Conti will join us as well. There's plenty to do here. Let's turn our attention to the Atlanta Falcons, Sandra. Uh, as the former Falcons starter, Desmond Ritter, met with the media yesterday to talk about, well, what he characterized as something that I don't know if anybody really ever wants to admit to, the dumbest thing he's ever done. You look at the, the main overlying issues, you talk about the turnovers. Um, yeah, those are going to happen, I would definitely say. Um, you know, the pick last weekend against Carolina was probably the dumbest play I made in my career. Um, but, you know, things happen and mistakes happen, but it's how you learn from them, um, how you grow from them, how you get better. Uh, I appreciate him um, obviously taking accountability for it, uh, you know. No need for the bravado. Uh, but regardless, I mean, it may be the dumbest play of his career from the standpoint of his, it probably ends his tenure at a minimum as a starter here in Atlanta. And if it ends his tenure in Atlanta, period. Do you think he will be able to look in the mirror and say, I was given a fair shot and I didn't earn it? 100%. If he if he'd say anything else, I, I think, you know, that, that he'd be lying to himself. Right, right. Um, in my opinion... He was given the right coach. He was given the right weapons. You could argue maybe better offensive line play might have might have helped him, but we have enough of a sample size at this point to know the guy played 16 games, whatever it was, uh, 15 games, and uh, unfortunately that's all you get now in the NFL. You don't get much longer than that. Do the Falcons cut him outright? Do they keep him uh, no, as a backup? I don't think, Do they trade I, I, well, him? Well, I mean, put it this way. A lot of that may depend on if what you think is going to happen, i.e. the coach gets fired as – may change that one way or another. Remember, he's a third-round pick, so he's not making that much mm-hmm. on the cap. But if it's still Arthur Smith's system and Arthur Smith is still here, which I believe he will be, there's reason to keep him because he's worked in the system now for two years. So if somebody, if a starter gets injured, you at least have a guy who's got a good grasp and has run the offense before in some size, way, shape, or form. So I think that's a lot of dependent on, on his future. The other um, interesting thing 
I heard yesterday, Taylor Heineke obviously spoke to the media as well. He will start against the Colts, where the Falcons are a point-and-a-half favorite on Sunday at 1 o'clock at Mercedes-Benz, is that they have something in the off-season kind of learning, teaching program that Desmond will continue to lead that in the quarterback's room. Did you know that happened? That no. he was So Taylor even talked about it like he's comfortable with it, he's good at it. So I just thought, okay. I'm watching the hard knocks in season with the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if anybody else is. No. It is so good. And by so good, the personalities on that team, the playmakers, the stars, Tua, Tyreek Hill, uh, Mike McDaniel, they have really kind of Jalen Ramsey and how they handle their business. It is fascinating. The vibe with that team, they just eat, drink. I mean, I, w- I would argue – um, and again, this is just knowing Hard Knocks and, and how they portray it and everything else. But I would tell you, a lot of that vibe that you get comes from the head coach and their presence in the media. Uh, Mike McDaniel is very affable. He's likable. He's funny. Uh, he's a little quirky. Very quirky, um, yeah. You know, and so the other thing that's combined with that is, you know, all that stuff plays great when you win. If they were, you know, five and, and nine right now, the quirkiness just looks ridiculous. Right. Well, looks right. like you don't care. It looks like you're not paying attention. It looks like well, they're you know, not following you up a mountain if you're not winning. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I say all that to say in the context of the Falcons, Sandra, that a lot of what we see from Arthur Smith from the media is not really a fair depiction of who he is, how he coaches, and why his players believe in him. I think you see a very buttoned-up version of the head coach in the media. A lot of people think he's condescending. I don't. I've never gotten that. And no. And I can tell you, nobody who's in those press conferences on a routine basis ever gets that impression. That he's condescending because we understand it because we talk to him daily. We see it. It's, you know, so I don't get that. But I, I could see why fans think that way. But, again, I would tell you if, if they were winning, a lot of the things you'd say about him and see in press conferences would be flipped as far as what the narrative is. Okay, I'll, I'm going to go to you. So you think Arthur Smith is being told how to act and what to say? Oh, I think the Falcons have a very specific PR method in the way they want to execute Okay, it. now why do you think they told him that? Uh, I think they are very uh, risk-averse to any sort of headlines or extraneous news that doesn't involve what goes on on the field. Okay, so so early on this season, and they were they started out two and zero, and I believe have gone four and eight since then. Sounds about right. Okay, there we go. So er, he he started, and I I'm just going on what headlines are and what I would watch there his whole press conference every single week I would just sit I wasn't in the room I'm watching it because we're on the air at the time right so when someone does say something about you know why did you uh clock management why don't you run the ball more I mean I can the narrative y'all know the narrative and the the answer does get a little chippy and it's very didactic in tone in terms of I know more than you Ooh, didn'actic sorry love that <laughs> I, I, I'm not meaning to be a smart mouth. But no, I you, just, when you're, it's, you're talking down to people in a room where you're not winning and I'm not following you up a mountain. So I, they, if, if, in fact, the Falcons came to him and said, you need to act X, Y, and Z way because perception is this, then my point being there was a reason they went to him to say that because the message is lost in translation it, if, if you're believing what you're saying. I, I again, I, I don't think they necessarily gave him specific orders on how to act. I think they're just in general very risk averse, and they want, look. Arthur will pivot to a very detailed explanation because he's a very detailed guy. 
Um, all why, the little why, things why matter to him. Why are you so blind loyal to him? It's not blind loyal. Okay. I, have, I have plenty loyal. of data points on loyal. why okay, he I'd should like be retained here as, a, as okay. a head coach. How? I could put a side-by-side comparison right now, okay, of a team statistically and the Falcons, and I guarantee you, unless you really studied the Falcons' numbers, um, you would not be able to tell which team has a worse record. And meaning that the Falcons' numbers don't equate to what their record is. Their, their numbers are better than what their record is. Meaning that, in theory, if you believe in process over results, and I do, that the process is sound, that the results over, over the course of time will start to bear themselves out in a more beneficial manner. Um, and, and I think that what they've built here offensively has proven to work. You, you don't get to 400 yards, over 400 yards of total offense in half your games by luck. That's scheme, that's play calling, that's, that's players, that's execution. There's a lot of things that go right. There's a lot of teams that don't go get to 400 yards in half their games. Okay, you could look at a bunch of offenses, and teams have better records than the Falcons who haven't done that. So the difference is, is you know, how do you get the yards to amount to points? And that's really where it's failed. Again, I, I think there are plenty of things that the coach is responsible for um, that you could put more blame on him than other people, i.e. the red zone, the play calling in the red zone. I think that's fair. Um, but I would also tell you, I don't think he's unaware of it. Um, I would, I would, if I was having a conversation with Arthur one-on-one, I'd tell him, just keep it simple, stupid. First and goal from the three, just run a damn dive. Just right. push forward for three yards. If it doesn't work on first down, Which do it again I, on second I'm, down. I will absolutely agree with that. Keep I don't need to simple. see a, a motion jet sweep to the pot. Just Please stop people. Why are they in motion for no reason? I feel like the numbers you're talking about are hot garbage numbers because Why? the only number that matters is your winning and your losing. You are six and eight in year three, which I was told by Arthur Blank that this was a three-year process and we're in the third year. Now, the, and he, you're the, six the, and he, eight. The first year did not count. The first, In my opinion, that should have never counted because Matt Ryan on the roster was nothing but dead money you, you don't and a own dead the team. roster. Arthur Blank You're owns right. the team, and he told team. us this is a three-year process, and we're in year three. Arthur Blank is the boss. Well, so when Arthur Blank was also the guy who kept Matt Ryan here and, and ha- handcuffed his coach. Se- Please, you got to decide which argument you're going to live and die by. If you're going to live on the argument of this offense, this is prolific 400 yards of hot garbage numbers that are empty calories, which I've said all along, you have lost games – Four of them under two minutes or less that the defensive gave up. You have won games in the last 30 seconds with Young Way Koo kicking a field goal. Your offense is allergic to the, the end zone. The red zone offense, it, all that matters is that you have a 7% chance of making the playoffs in the worst division in football in the history of the NFL. So, I mean, I, I know that you really like Arthur Smith. I just don't know. It's almost like Mark. If the marriage isn't working, sometimes you can't go to therapy anymore. You have to let it go. You have to move on. Is it possible it's just not working? I, I don't see that at all. I, I, again, you, I mean, you, I, the numbers to me matter. If all, I'm, if all I'm going to do is hang on to wins and losses, okay, and I'm not saying they're not important, and I'm not saying that's not the ultimate measure because every head coach will tell you that's what you're graded on, W's and L's. They are, but if you're going to boil it down to that, um, then there are a lot of coaches you should sit on the hot seat right now uh, and and be let go based off of that. But you have to kind of take a macro view as well as a micro view and try to figure out what is best long-term for the team. And I'm telling you. We didn't even hear from you, Mia Kimes. I, I know. Was, That's okay. You, you I fire Garrett. the head coach. You're bringing in a new head coach. 
with another quarterback in a three-year window to get it done. And guess what? If you don't get the quarterback right, you're firing and coaching another three years. So either you break the cycle. Do what you got to do and get some wins and win some divisions, have some playoff games that matter. Because guess what we haven't had here? Playoff game in a while? This hour of the show brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Coming up next, Rusty Manziel will join us. Put a bow on signing day. We will get to Mina later on in the show. Because yeah, it's we, good. we have another Falcon segment coming up uh, after 10 o'clock, so stay with us. Alongside Sandra Gold and Mark Zinner for Steak Shapiro, it's a Steakhouse Sports Radio 929 game. Back to more of the fastest and most fun two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio 929, the game. It's time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 929, the game. Ah, uh, welcome back. Steakhouse, Mark Zeno alongside Sandra Golden. Time for the tailgate. Let's welcome in one of our own here on the Steakhouse. Rusty Mansell uh, joins us to wrap up signing day. Rusty, good morning. I'm here. Have you slept at all? <laughs> seriously? <laughs> it's I'm about the best you. we got. I'm here. Uh, I'm here, man. I'm here. Well, no, thank I'm, you. Getting old. I'm getting old for days like that. Yeah. That was something else, huh? And you've, how, you've covered how many of these things? Uh, that was... 15 in the business, like as a media employee, yeah. I mean, I've been following it my whole life. I mean, this is something I've always loved. But, uh, you know, yesterday was really kind of uneventful for a number one recruiting class for Georgia. But, mm-hmm. you know, Zeno was there. Zeno kind of watched me. It was unfolding kind of while I was on the air yesterday. Like, is this K.J. Bold thing for real? And every break yesterday, I, I apologize to Mark. Like, I had to run out the door, go make calls. And, as soon as that show was over, man, I told everybody Merry Christmas. And I was straight to Buford because it, 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 the momentum was starting to, to pick up. Like this, this thing's trending toward Georgia. What it, what did it come down to for KJ? I read his statements, which sounds legit mm-hmm. in terms of I'm looking to get yep. to the NFL. Uh, you know, and listen, was NIL involved? Hell yes. And yeah. he could have got he could have got it from anybody. That's not that that's part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I. I, I I've known this kid since he was a freshman. I've known his family. I've known, met his grandparents through this. I mean, this is a very close family. And the one consistent thing, the one consistent thing, and his mother, I, I wrote it behind the scenes on Dogs HQ. If you want to go read something pretty cool, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it myself. I took a lot of notes on K.J. Bolden. And in February, last February, I was standing in the middle of the field at the Under Armour camp at Carrollton High School. And just talking to his mom and just kind of, you know, checking on her, how things are going. And she said, man, my, my son, all he talks about is Kirby. She goes, I don't know how this thing's going to play out, but she loves some Kirby. He loves some Kirby smart. And the day he committed to Florida state, sorry to get Jay this, Sandra, the day he committed to Florida state on August the 5th, on August the 6th, um, KJ texted me and he said, look, I just got the phone with Kirby, man. They're, they're not giving up on me. So I kind of knew to always kind of just stay up on this. Like, what's this thing going to do? It's hard decisions, man. But I think in the end, the relationship with Kirby Smart, specifically with K.J. Bolden, kind of was a tipping point. Because, you know, this kid's a five-star, number one safety in America. Uh, At the end of the day, who do you trust more? Who's going to coach you at that position? I think he just trusted Kirby Smart. Okay, I'm going to follow up on a couple of levels, and I'm not just talking about K.J. Bolden. 
when sure. these kids, I mean, the picture was as soon as last week with uh, Mike Norvell in his living room, mm-hmm. and then there was mm-hmm. a picture the next day with Kirby Smart. Can you just yep. say? Do, can you just say to FSU and also Hugh Freeze, Auburn was in the mix with this specific yep. young man. Can't you just say, you know what? I think I'm changing my mind. I'm leading toward Georgia. I just want to be up front with you. He was at he was at Florida State this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, listen, that tells you it wasn't over. This thing wasn't over. I, I think probably you, you probably felt like Georgia was trending, but until you. Uh, Sandra, one thing I'll tell you, until you sit in the seat with these kids and understand what they're going through, I, I said this on the morning show this morning. I don't know if you guys heard it. I was on with those, those guys. That's the first time I've ever been to a signing uh, announcement. The mom had two shirts on. Edric Houston, a five-star at Buford, and I've known him for a long time. His mom had an Ohio State shirt over an Alabama shirt. She didn't know what he was going to do. <laughs> Wow. Do you know what he was going to do? You know what I mean? And and, yeah. and you people – and really that's kind of – it's funny, but really, you know, it's like that's really what's going on. Like I, when it was all over with, everything's over with, I, I see his mom and, and, I, and I say, are you okay? You know, I talked to her for a few minutes. She said, Russ, it's been, it's been a wild couple of days. It's been a wild couple of days. And I, I said, well, what do you mean? And she zipped her shirt or her jacket down, and she's got an Ohio State shirt. I said, okay, well, you, you went to Ohio State. Well, she pulled it back, and she had an Alabama shirt on. She didn't know. That's hilarious. You know? Yeah. When, when, and so until you kind of go through this, and I've really talked to parents through the years, and now and now you layer this NIL involved, I can't even imagine what some of these kids are going through at the end. Yeah. I mean, listen, these are big boy decisions, uh, and they're big not to be made. But these are, not, these are not big boys. That's the problem. You're asking young kids to make big, mm-hmm. life-altering decisions beyond, you know, Correct. just picking a college and saying, okay, here's where I want to plant my flag for the next four years, become a student, yeah. get a degree, yep. and maybe get out into the workforce. But at least they now have the option that they can, you know, walk it back and go to a, go to a different school, Rusty. Um, sure. I know you said it was pretty uneventful, but was, was there anything that was even a mild, you know, above-mild surprise to you? Um, not to- – <laughs> Not not those mind blowing like oh my god I can't believe that happened, um, you know I, I feel like some schools um, you know Florida had Florida listen Florida had like a really rough morning like it did like Billy Napier must have been walking around going what in the heck is mm-hmm. happening you know, they lost to Marius Williams they lost Jamonte Waller five star uh, kid to uh, uh, they lost two kids to Auburn lost a five star safety wow. to Texas but the one they couldn't miss. They could not lose D.J. Lagway, the five-star quarterback at Texas, who I think, in my opinion, is the number one quarterback in America. And this guy is the real deal now. And uh, I'll say this. They couldn't lose him. And and, and yesterday, about 4 o'clock, his letter wasn't in. And I'm thinking, what in the world are they thinking? And when that letter came in, and then they got L.J. McCray, one of the top defensive line prospects in the country, that held all Florida State at the end. Sorry, Sandra, again, I still love you. Um, I don't think you do. I just think I this do, is, do, this is not but, uh, it's not cute, Rusty. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I just, you know that you, you have to breathe, you know, because you got you got somebody to build around. You got somebody you can build around now with a quarterback. And listen, Florida State got one is not getting enough attention. Luke Cromanhawk mm-hmm. from Benedictine High School. Yep, yep. I called I called two of his state championship games. Yeah. And just because these kids commit early and there's no hype around them don't mean these, these aren't damn good football players. Right. Ryan Puglisi, if Ryan Puglisi, who committed to Georgia, were to decommit December 1st, there's no telling what would have went on with him. There's no telling how much money would have been thrown at him. The kid committed to Georgia 
you know, last spring, and he never took a visit ever again. He never took a phone call from anybody else. Right. So okay. people kind of assume, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's rare. You um, know what I mean? Let's do some rapid fire stuff here because I'm curious. What are the next important dates that we need to? When does the transfer portal close? The transfer portal closes on January the fourth, and okay. so every day between now and then is important. Okay. And I'll tell you whatever I'll tell you whatever college coaches is, is is biting their fingernails off because as soon as these kids' bowl games are over, they're gonna it's gonna be on. So this thing ain't slowing down. Wow. Like people are like, oh wow, we're through. You're the, the portal is about to ramp up. So you wait till each of these teams start playing their bowl games, and then you're going to find out who's got one foot out the door. Okay, kids pen to paper yesterday. Could they tear it up today instead of had a change of heart? No. Okay. Not one, for one year, no. One year, okay. Yep. Um, Deion Sanders, Colorado, 99th yeah. in the recruiting class. Uh, is he planning on doing all this through the transfer portal? I mean, doesn't he at some point yes. have to start getting recruits in to build the program up to being better than a four-win team? Uh, he's trying to win the first game next year, and he's – He's made it very obvious that he's not worried about high school. And we're going to find out if that works because they signed, what, five high school players? Six, I think. No, it's down to uh, five. They, one one left yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, one decommitted. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's going all portal. And, and, and they're not trying you – know, you know, but they got a window. They got Shadir Sanders and they got Travis Hunter and they got some good players. They're not looking three years down the road. They're looking at game one. We got an NFL quarterback – we got a first-round draft pick, Travis Hunter, who will be a first-round draft pick. Um, and you got those guys, and you got to win now. You got to capitalize now. So right. they're definitely in portal mode. Uh, why is Brock Bowers practicing with the Bulldogs? <laughs> what What in the wide world of sports is He's going on? He's wired different. <laughs> well, you know what, man. Kudos to him, and he's so wired different. Like he, the, the only person I've ever met wired like Brock Bowers is Nick Chubb. That's right. it. That, 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 it stops with those two, period. It's Nick Chubb and Brock Bowers, and then it, it's nobody that I've ever had a relationship with or covered. Why Brock Bowers is potentially going to play for Georgia, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, and listen, I 100% don't know he is playing, but I can 100% confirm he's practicing and he's in every meeting. So I just don't understand uh, it. I mean, if I'm in Camp Brock Bowers, I'm even telling him not to be doing that. Am if, I crazy? If I was at Camp Brock Bowers, I would have told him not to come back from the injury. He should have hung right. it up then. Well, well uh, no offense to any of us, but none of us three are wired like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, the mean? other thing so, I want to ask you about is K.J. Bolden uh, reportedly yep. was in those meetings prepping for the Orange Bowl with FSU. So how does uh, that all work? Well, I mean, he could sit in. He could sit in a meeting this weekend and watch them. Uh, you know, just have a defensive meeting. What they do is they go to, over the practice report and stuff. They're not going to give KJ Bolden a scouting Playbook. report against Georgia. Okay. Yeah, they're not doing that. He, you know, so he was down there Friday night. That that wasn't practice. So if they practiced on Saturday, he could have sat in a meeting and then watch practice. Though, though they're not really game planning yet, 100 percent against Georgia. Uh, so I, that would be. I mean. And then what could you absorb in one day? He don't know the calls. He don't know anything with that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. And I'll say this. Um, I did talk to his parents yesterday, and I said, is he going to report to Georgia today? They're like, no, he's not going until after the bowl game. We're going to spend a, about a week with him, and then he's going to report. So uh, he, he's going to spend the – he's not going to be in Athens. He's going to spend the next 10 days with his family, and uh, he'll join Georgia uh, as soon as they get back from the bowl game. Right, right. Well, this is amazing. Uh, Yellow Jackets, we should give some love to. 34th in the yes. country, 31 kids. Yes. 
Yep, doesn't really matter all that. I can tell you this. Isaiah Canyon, mm-hmm. they beat Notre Dame for. He decommitted Notre Dame. Amante, Amante Bradford, 6'5", defensive man of Statesboro. Uh, they beat Deion Sanders. He decommitted yesterday from Deion Sanders okay. and went to Georgia Tech. Jamison Riggs, they beat Clemson, an offensive lineman from Hiram. And they went and got Aaron Philo. And I, I keep saying Aaron Philo, the quarterback from Prince Avenue, who just broke Trevor Lawrence's all-time career yardage record state of Georgia. That's not bad company. Dang. And when, I, when you got a piece of puzzle, you got a quarterback to build on, um, that's what the thing. And it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I could be straight face on a radio show in Atlanta <laughs> and say Georgia Tech has beaten major programs. And that says all you need to say about Brent Key. I love they're, it. They're winning, they're winning battles, and their kids are in a bowl game. That's fantastic. All yeah. right, Rusty, you're awesome. I know tomorrow, yesterday was crazy for you, and we really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Get some rest, brother. All right, Rusty Mansell. Uh, our 9 o'clock hour brought to you guys by Advanced Hair Restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Uh, we still have a lot more to get to uh, next hour. We're going to get back into the Falcons. Uh, we're going to belly up to the bar next as well. Um, some very, very interesting notes here, including your new Man Crush TV show on Hard Knocks and how much you're loving it. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, Matt Stafford says, man, he just made me feel real old. Yeah. Very funny stuff, Georgia fans, from Jake Fromm and Matthew Stafford. That's all coming up next. Alongside Sandra Golden, Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro on the Steakhouse Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com and the Odyssey app.